Welcome again to another episode of Project Process. Uh, today, I have Anna Peng here. Um, she's a student at OCAD University. She's in third year industrial design. She also happens to be a good friend of mine and also my roommate. Let's get started. <laughs> Tell us a bit about um, why you chose to go to OCAD and why you uh, chose industrial design in particular. Um, well, the reason why I chose OCAD in particular was because, like, throughout my entire childhood, I've been, like, you know, more attracted to drawing and, like, creating things rather than, like, math or science. And so, I don't know, like, being in Ontario with OCAD being, like, it's, like, one of the only art schools or art universities, it's kind of like a, almost a no-brainer. On my end. That's true. Yeah. I wasn't going to go to Emily Carr because it's too expensive to live there. Yeah, like, the other art schools are too far away or, you know, just not a university. So my parents wouldn't say, okay. Like, I was really close to going to Humber College, but just because it was a college, my parents were like, mm, no. Okay, so what happened after that was, um, in grade 12, uh, we had this whole portfolio day at OCAD where a whole bunch of art schools from around the world came to OCAD to review portfolios from random students. And so like on the day of, me, Russell, and a couple of other friends lined up like at like 6 a.m., 5 a.m., something like that. And we waited in line to get our portfolios reviewed for a chance to, you know, get into these schools, get some feedback on our portfolios, see what we could do better. And through that, I got my place at OCAD in November. So you got the early acceptance. Yeah, I got the early acceptance. And after that, I didn't really think about going to any other universities. It was, um, yeah, I just didn't really have the desire to go anywhere else other than OCAD after. But why did you choose industrial design in particular? <sighs> I didn't even know what that was when you told me you were going to apply for it. To be honest, I didn't really know either. <laughs> like, we had this grade 10 thing where we did this quiz. Oh yeah. The, right? uh, the, the career quiz or something. Yeah, and like one of the top five <clears throat> choices for me were like, architect, industrial designer, blah blah blah. I don't remember the rest, but I don't know. I think in grade 12, I kind of like, in my head, I was like, oh man, I want to be an architect. So I kind of wired myself to like, be like, oh yeah, I'm kind of good at math. I'm kind of good at physics, <laughs> but in reality, I'm not. Like, I just lied to myself on that test. So that's why I got architect and industrial designer on my um, quiz, I guess. But yeah, like that's the only way how I found out about the title, the job, the career even. Mm-hmm. And um, it was through that that I found that OCAD had that program. And you know, like I just, I went for it. I didn't really think too much about it. I was like, yeah, I like building stuff. I like, you know, design. <laughs> Let's I'm go. Designed, I guess. <laughs> Let's go. You know, like in grade 12, you don't know what design is. Yeah. You don't know anything. So. I don't think a lot of people, like even myself, like, really knew what we were getting into. Yeah, like I, I had zero idea. Like when I talked about it with my friends, like I didn't have an idea what I was saying. <laughs> I 
and I'm here now. Like I just, I still don't, like I get it now what it is, what industrial design is, but you know. <laughs> so like what? It's not what I expected. Yeah, like what, what did you think of industrial design after first year versus what you think about it now? Like I'm, I'm your roommate, so I like I hear about all this kind of stuff all the time. And to me, like it just sounds like a lot of like product design. There's like two streams. Like there's like the product design and that kind of stuff, and there's also the the systems design and, and more conceptual thinking on that end. So yeah, it's 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 super open. Like in first year, or actually before I even um, started first year, I was like, okay, this is a physical, physically based like program. Like you build things and you draw things out, and then you like you know design. Prototyping. Like, like, yeah, prototyping. And in first year, like that was true. Like we were put into shops, and we were, we had to like design like a hundred different like mock-ups, sketches. Um, and we did that. We prototyped a lot. But like throughout the years, like as the years progressed, we did less of it, and it was more into like thinking, like why does it have to be designed this way? Like why are you choosing this material? Why are you what is the point of your design? Like stuff like that. We get more deeper, and it was through that that you know you, you realize that design is much more deeper than just a physical object, like industrial design. I mean, um, yeah. I think even other aspects of design probably should be deeper than just mm -hmm. physical. Yeah, it's it's more than just the surface. Yeah, for sure. Like in third year, what I, I really learned was that industrial design is a lot. It has to do a lot with problem solving. Mm -hmm. But I mean, most design, all of design is problem solving. But industrial design, problem solving is a little, I guess. It's not like a design brief per se. It's more of like a. Uh, uh, Say like maybe this system? Like a, a system, a, system. a systemic problem, a problem or a societal problem that can be solved yeah. using X, Y, Z. Yeah, like it, it can be more than just a physical product. Now it could be a service, or it could be like a yeah. system that you design, or an interface, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I know last year. Last year, last year in the summer, so almost a year ago, you were, you got involved with a, a fashion designer, and you like shadowed a fashion photographer, and you shadowed her, and you uh, uh, did illustrations for her, and then they ended up also on like t-shirts or something at a pop-up. Uh, not exactly. That I mean, yeah, that's but, like But tell kinda... me your your fashion okay design yeah, illustration yeah. journey. Okay, so. Um, so actually, oh. I actually don't even know all the details. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you from the start. Okay, so there was one day where I was going home, about to go home, and then one of my friends, his name is Derek, He, I bumped into him, and on that day, at that time, there was a lecture going on, and it was hosted by... One at, of school. The, at school. At school. I actually end. remember that day. Yeah? I, I went home that day, I think. Oh. Or at class. Um, yeah, so it was uh, hosted by a photography class, and he, the prof, invited this 
fashion photographer. Her name is Natasha. Um, Natasha. I'm forgetting her last last name. Her first name was Natasha. And then, so Derek was like, "This looks kind of cool. Let's go." I'm like, "Uh, okay." Like I didn't have anything better to do. It was in first year. I was like, "Why not?" So I went. Sorry, second year, my bad, my bad. Yeah, second year. So I went, and then at the end of it, I was so inspired that I wanted to stay and I wanted to ask her, like, how do you come up with the, these images and what's your inspiration? And like, lastly, like, can I like sit at your shoots and like draw your models as you take pictures of them? And when I asked those questions, like. I took my time. Like I waited for everybody to clear out before I went up to ask her. And even when I was like, just like standing around, um, I kind of got pushed right into her. Like every like the the prof, he realized that like everybody else who was still around, they weren't really there to ask questions, but they're just, just to like chat and hang. But then, like, he saw me and was like, "Oh, I think she actually has a question." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I do." And like, I was really quiet. I still am quiet, but like, yeah. I was more quiet before. I mean, it was a pretty big deal when you came home and you told me <laughs> about this. Like, oh, this is kind of like out of your character. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So like, <laughs> what I what he did was that he like literally pushed me into her arms, <laughs> and then she was like forced to hug me. Like, it was the most awkward introduction ever. And then, and then she was just like, "Hey," I was like, "Hi," and then <laughs> it was really awkward. Like I've never met somebody that way before. And then, yeah, I asked her if I could、um, sit on her sets and like draw, and she was like, "Yeah, of course." Like, you know, she was trying to do this thing where she was like, "I want to say yes more to more things so that more opportunities come by." And yeah, so she said yes to me, and. Like next thing I know, like a few weeks later, I was at her set, and we drew. Or not we. I drew、um, one of her models, and on that shoot, I met like a couple of new people, which I talk to sometimes here and there now.、Um, their shoot actually went further, and like. They won awards for that, like one of the pictures that they shot that day, which I'm very, like, really proud of.、Um, but yeah, from there,、uh, the creative director on set, like, she really liked my drawings, and then she asked me if I wanted to draw for their magazine called Culture Magazine. And then, yeah, from there, like, I got invited to one of the fashion shows by Avita. Something else, Kamija. I don't know how to say it, but it was, it was mainly hosted by like Avita and stuff. Yeah. And the hair school. Yeah. Hair school.、Right? The hair school in Canada. Yeah. 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 So I went to their fashion show that they had、mm-hmm. for raising like awareness for water or something, and then that was through Natasha because she does a lot of photo shoots with Avita, and then. From there, I met like a whole bunch of fashion designers. One of them being Ali Hider. Hider.、Um, name is Ali. 
Yeah, and then from there, that's how I did the t-shirt thing. So okay. yeah, so he messaged me on Instagram later asking like, hey, do you, are you interested in, you know, like creating a set of t-shirts for one of my pop-up shops? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then so he we made those t-shirts and we sold them at a, a nearby fashion event. Um, Did you get to keep any of them? Yeah, I, I bought one. But then afterwards, they got moved to another pop-up shop down on Pape Street. But uh, what happened after that? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So like after that, I was really involved in like uh, going to Toronto's fashion shows. So like uh, Toronto Fashion Week, Fashion Art Toronto, and those like smaller shows too. And so at one of the smaller shows, I. I saw this designer's work that I really, really liked. Her name is Cynthia. And then a few months later, I decided to like message her on Instagram saying like, hey, I really liked your work from the show last December. Is it cool if I shadow you? Because I really want to learn about fashion and like sewing and how you make all these garments. How you make all these what? Garments. Like dresses and stuff. I was really interested in dressmaking. And and yeah, and then she said yes. Which right. is great. Yeah. So now I you telling Yeah, yeah. So now <laughs> that's what I'm doing during the summer. Mm -hmm. So the, the lesson here is is uh you should go to lectures and you should uh, talk to the speaker <laughs> after. Yeah. Um, For sure. If you're interested. Yeah. If and you're not ask. interested then don't. <laughs> ask. I think like the biggest takeaway here is like like just asking like never know what's going to happen if you ask like maybe they're gonna say yes maybe they're gonna say no of course um yeah like in my head like i always go like oh people will say no like they don't like this they don't do this blah, blah blah it's always a no but like all you need is like you know one friend to push you to say yes or like not say yes but like to ask a question yeah because you never know what they're actually saying mm -hmm. unless you ask right so right. yeah so i think like these like when those things happened to me, I was like super proud of you that you actually like went out and got it and like did your own thing and that you that you took initiative to do that. So super proud of you for that. Thanks. But yeah, so Anna also runs the grind with me. She's uh, my partner in, in, in the grind and and it wouldn't have been possible without her. Uh, but during the grind, uh, I, I usually do the interview, but Anna sometimes has questions, and I think you were talking about this before. Um, one of the questions that you asked Alex Menu, uh, one of the profs here at uh, OCAD, he teaches, a, teaches lot of, a lot of strategic foresight and innovation. Right. <clears throat> and then you asked a question on, uh, what was it, like, Universal basic income. Yeah, and how, what would happen to people, or why don't people like, accept universal basic income? Or um, This is kind of off topic to what we usually talk about, but I, <laughs> like, I think this concept is pretty interesting, um, even as it relates to just working in general. Um, for those of you who don't know what basic universal basic income is, maybe Anna, you want to start with explaining what that would be? Uh, sure, I can give you like a very general yeah, yeah. explanation. Do that. So it's like a concept where um, like the government or some somebody, probably the government, will give everybody money for free, like with
with no like what do you call it? No strings attached. Yeah, no strings attached. Okay. Right, so it's like a sum of money. You can do whatever you want with it. Like no strings attached. Done. That's universal basic income in like a nutshell. But like that's that's like that the, the sum of money is enough to cover food, yeah, water, yeah, everything. Yeah, basic stuff like rent. You know, yeah. so you don't have to struggle. So it raises the, you know, like there's less poverty. Yeah. Basically. Oh, nearly eliminates poverty. Yeah, like the goal is like yeah. to eliminate poverty. And mm-hmm. and how is that supposed to be accomplished? What do you mean? I mean, like, how does how how do we just have like how do we just have money? Yeah. That part, I'm not too entirely sure, but. It has to, I, I'm guessing that it has to stem from like your country has to have a good economy. So you well, no off. shit, but I mean, like. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, you, you, did, you did mention that there was like the use of AI and automation. And, yeah, okay. Like, so once like, that becomes mainstream, then we can. Then we can have this universal basic income. Is that, is, is that the is that the deal or? Uh, kind of. It's like with the advancements of artificial intelligence and you know, uh, what was the other one? Automation. Automation. Like it means that less people will be needed to do more labor jobs. Right. So that means. I guess in a nutshell, like less employment, right? Yeah. Less human employment, which means a lot of people will be out of jobs. But like, also you have to consider like, why do we need humans to do those kind of jobs where machines can easily automate, right? And so that's where UBI comes in. So yeah, like you don't need all these humans doing all this kind of like brainless. Work. Uh, work where like they really yeah. aren't needed so so your country can still reap the benefits of having that yeah. labor being done but without having to pay anyone yeah 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 and machines can work 24 7 so from that somehow we get this amount of this some load of money that we can distribute to everyone mm-hmm. where everyone gets to eat sleep and yeah, do yeah. whatever but I think the crux of your uh, question was that um, yeah I apologize there's uh, other people in the room they're like playing this wild board game so uh, we're kind of competing on volume here but <clears throat> I think the crux of your your question was um, what would happen to the people who are unemployed right yeah. Or like uh, how they would feel. How, how, why do people maybe not accept that UBI would would exist or something like that? Like, uh, well, my question that I asked Alex Manu was along the lines of like, uh, I had a concern where I was I was talking to a bunch of my friends about the concept of UBI because like, I thought it was an amazing thing. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people that I talked to were like, Oh no, it's not gonna be possible like it's it's impossible you can't have that and i was like why and then they're like because they're you're not gonna have any jobs left for humans like people need jobs like i was like you don't need jobs and they're like what do you mean i'm like you don't want to do things that you don't want to do like nobody wants to like screw in a little piece of like plastic into some kind of other like metal object for like all their life yeah right yeah so that is where automation comes in and that is why I think, you know, 
there's a place for you behind society. Yeah, but other people, they don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think you said that Alex Manu, what he said was that people wrap their lives around their jobs so tightly, so if yeah. you kind of... You kind of lose purpose or lose a bit of yourself when you when you lose that job. That was kind of like yeah. He kind of left it. He wasn't. It wasn't really an answer, but maybe just like it's a very general statement. Like yeah. Like if I took away the job of you screwing in that piece of plastic or something, what would you do for the rest of your life? And a lot of people, if they don't know what they like to do, then they would do nothing. Like absolutely nothing. Yeah. Which kind of depresses them and they mm -hmm. just, you know, they'd have literally nothing left to do because they don't know what they'd like to do or they don't, they don't know their passions and stuff like that. Yeah. Nothing feels them. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was something interesting that, like, it's good to think about, like, whether mm -hmm. the advancement in AI and automation will take away our jobs, whether, like, what we would do For after sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I've heard talk about like AI taking over like basic graphic design, of even course. UI UX. Um, there are tons of apps that like do basic graphic design work right now. Like even though it's not good, like obviously like, yeah, it will like, improve right. over time. <coughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we we saw that uh, that that website, the designs apps, like, the AI that designs apps, like interface for apps. At that conference, remember the Generation oh, yeah, Now yeah. conference? Yeah. So we were at a conference and this this uh, star, I guess you could say it was a startup, but man, those guys are loud as fuck. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a startup that had created an, an AI that could basically the app, you, yeah, you could code for you. You tell it like the kind of pages that you would want on your app, and then it would generate. An, an app interface yeah, for you. Like a working app Yeah, interface. a working app interface. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are soon going to change. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's... Faster than you would... Yeah, I think a reoccurring theme on this podcast is, like, keeping in mind what's coming next. And um, I think that AI, like, it seems very far away and automation seems very far away, but... I don't know, like maybe it could be a lot sooner than we think. I, I definitely think within our lifetime it can make some major leaps. For sure, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so. I mean, like Tesla is like, you know. Yeah, so just just keeping in mind that kind of stuff I think is pretty important. Um, like, we don't know whether that's going to affect us. I think that's something to take note of. Yeah, another thing I want to talk about to you is um, the fact that you want to travel, you, like, you want to go on exchange. Um, why do you want to go on exchange? Why do I want to go on exchange? Why do you think doing an exchange would uh, benefit, benefit learning your experience. learning experience? <laughs> I guess. Um, well, to be honest, like, to be real honest, I don't know what to expect. Um, all I know is that it's different from what we get at Oka. Yeah. Like anything in a different country will be different from all that. Obviously. Right? There's so many cultural differences and a lot of things to you know, gain inspiration from. A lot of even work culture would be different. Yeah. The projects you get obviously different. <clears throat> it's I think what I like about it or what I'm attracted to about it is that it is not here. 
why do you want to get away from out? here? It's not that I want out. It's like it's just I want to expand. Okay. I want to keep learning from like different people, different places. I think that'd be a good chance to. Like I don't want to repeat university all over again, so I'm not gonna like enroll in different school after I graduate. Okay. Right. Might as well do it now. Right. I, I don't know. I, I have a different view on, on it all. <laughs> Just like traveling in general, I don't think like I think the idea of like traveling to escape is is kind of it's kind of broken. Um, and so the exchange, like I think about it, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like I don't know. I think like for me. An exchange, I don't think would make sense for me because I have like spent time to like build my contacts in Toronto, and I know I want to work in Toronto, so it just makes sense for me to continue to spend my time in Toronto, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. a six month, or is it six months, four months? No, not even it's a semester. So like, yeah. so it's like four months. Yeah. So four months, four months away from Toronto, I think is like for me it would be like. A to leave, like I could spend that four months, like continuing doing things in Toronto with people in Toronto. For sure. Um, yeah. But you know, like I think your reason for staying and my reason for going are completely different. Like yeah. you want to build your network. I don't really care about my network network right now. Right. I just want to learn. Yeah. yeah. And you want to, you know, expand your business practices. I mean, it's not like I don't want to learn. I still want to learn, but yeah. I think I could learn while staying in the city. You know? Yeah. I mean, where, yeah. Where I'm gonna meet people on, on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't have a huge attraction for travel. Yeah. I mean, like traveling's not for everybody. It's fine. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what I want to do yet. Still, I'm still like very all over the place. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I guess that would make sense to broaden your horizons. Mm-hmm. Just to see what else is out there. Fair. Fair. I just think you could do the same thing in Toronto. I mean, yes, but... Or oh, wherever you're living, I think you do the same thing. Yeah, change of scenery is nice. Walking down the same piece of road to go to school for how many days now? I know, and there's more pieces of road you could walk around. You don't yeah. have to stay on that same piece. Of road. I mean, yeah, you're right, but at, in, at the end of the day, I still have to walk that piece of road to get to like home and school. Fair. Anything that you want, you would want to say to the people listening? Most of them are kind of like our age, or yeah, I I feel most of them are our age. Um, everyone that talks to me about it is our age. So. Uh, like I don't I don't know. I like I just look at the numbers on on the website and like I don't know, people are listening. I don't know who they are though. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess maybe something I'd ask you is what do you think of Just like your life in general, career-wise. 
How's it progressed and blossomed Similarly, I came into OCAD not knowing what I wanted, like what illustration was and yeah. what my program was about and what I wanted to do. And then as it progressed, I kind of like changed from, oh, maybe I'll like, I don't know, start a business or something like that. And then, uh, and then now I've moved into, I want to do like motion graphics or animated illustration, um, something, something video time based. Uh, that kind of stuff. So, how have I grown? I think I've just gotten closer and closer to what I think I want, I guess. Like, I've just been trying lots of stuff, and like, with each new try comes like a little closer to what I want. And I think that kind of reflects on what you've done too yeah. with the whole fashion thing. Yeah. So, I was gonna say, like, every, every step that I I guess to advance what I've been doing. Like I like it even more. Like I gain like a new appreciation for it every single time. I don't know, I guess that's just like a sign that like, you know, maybe I'm probably on onto something. Maybe, something I would say so. I mean if you're like moving towards something that you wanna do Yeah. Like take a stab at it and you've done that and and it's really, really good rewards. Like those are amazing opportunities that you got. And, and when I tried the things that I wanted, I got amazing opportunities as well. Part of that I think is because we're in Toronto, um, yeah. in downtown, and I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I would not yeah. get this in Markham. Yeah, I would not get this if we were commuting to school. So shout out to the city. <laughs> um, yeah. Really. Uh, it's been a reoccurring theme that, uh, like, it's been a reoccurring theme that with with more trying, with more like tasting like, different stuff, like everyone around us is doing that. It's like finding opportunities, finding things that they like and that they want to do. And, yeah. and if you don't like it, just like yeah, you it's, know, but the, pretend it never happened. Yeah, but the kind of stuff that's happening to like the people around us is like it's fucking amazing. So. Yeah. I agree. Uh, just in the past three years has been an amazing journey for the both of us. And it's, it's, it's like, it's funny because you can see a lot of change in myself and I can see a lot of change in you. And that's from like seeing you like every day. It's like every day is like, you know, there's a little change every day. But then when we look back, it's like so different from when we first entered university. So... Except your child is your roommate. He's <laughs> the same age as you. <laughs> you are the child yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take a look at Anna's uh, fashion illustrations, or if you want to follow what she's doing, uh, reach out to her or anything like that. Um, I'll have her Instagram on in the description as well as mine. Thank, Thank you. you for listening, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next one.